I should just get a pool noodle. Why? To put on my headphones. How would that either help or what? How would that stop? How would that solve any of your problems? Have you ever used a pool noodle before? Well, I would cut it and then I would cut it in half again. I would put the like the like U side over here so that it was like right. like a little bit of like a foam buffer on my head. Oh my god. Did you ever use a pool noodle as like a cannon? You put water in it and you blow into it and it shoots out the water? No, I didn't what? know pool noodles existed until I came to the United States. We don't have oh. pool noodles where I come from. Why not? They're fun. Yeah, but we don't have them. People don't use pool noodles where I come from. People swim like normal people where I come from. <laughs> what do you. They're for fun and fancy free. No, aren't they supposed to like help you float so you learn how to use uh, how to like cake while swimming? Not really, no. Okay, well they're, we they're, didn't. They're have just that. toys. They're you know if you have that you just use a life jacket thing. Well, floaties. Way yeah, better. Floaties. Yeah, floaties. Just use floaties. No pool noodles are just for you know whacking your friend in the face. I feel like I feel like. The reason for their their inception was very different from the current usage, colloquial yes. usage of of the of the equipment. But uh, that's just me, and uh, I'm crazy. Uh, so uh, yeah. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, they do help you float, I suppose, but not really. Not not as good as floaties do. But they're very fun, Maria. You should try one sometime. Uh no. All right, fine. I mean, I will probably at some point. Pool noodles are great. They look great. They're weird and flimsy. <laughs> they're 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 very they're 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 pretty tough material though, Maria. It's I don't think it's as soft as you think it well, is. Well, I mean, like the they're like like noodly, I guess. Uh, is my point. I guess they are, but they are pretty like tough stuff. They're Why are we talking pliable. about the the structural integrity of of a pool noodle? You brought it up. Oh, I God. did. All right. Just start the episode. You started. Oh, my God. Preparing to endure is inhuman. Inhuman. This is truly hell in a cell. Hell in a cell. In a cell. Welcome to Hell in a Cell, an animation podcast hosted by me, James, and that's Maria. Hi. All that is staying in. What? The pool noodle discussion. The pool noodle discussion? Oh, my God. Yes. That is staying in on the recording. Anyway, Fine. we are an animation podcast where we watch an episode of a cartoon and then talk about it. It's episode Ooh. 75. How, how have we done almost 100 of these things? I don't know, James. You're the one that locked me God. into an infernal contract. God. I didn't do that. That was Satan. Don't blame me for Satan. <sighs> Fine. God. I guess. Anyway, in celebration of episode 75, we watched a very special TV show. Right? Well, we were going to watch My Little Pony. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. I forgot. Yeah, we're, we didn't. No, we're not watching My Little Pony because, well, the whole. Okay. So, a discussion of My Little Pony is really just going to involve the brony culture. Right. And their impact on stuff, and that has been done to death by people who are much more knowledgeable about it than us. Yeah, that's fair. 
I know, I know. I'm sorry, all of those of you that accumulated here today to hear us talk about My Little Pony and Brodies. However, uh, yes, it is time for you guys to go home now. We're going to oh talk about God. Cora. <laughs> it sounded like you said porn. I didn't. But yes. you did. <laughs> I did. Yes, we are watching uh, a show that's a long time coming, Maria. Yep. It's a long time coming. The Legend of Korra, Season 1, Episode 3, original release date, April 21st, 2012. Uh, written by Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Konitsko. Close. You did it. Close. Close enough. Y you did it, James. Congratulations. And, uh, directed. <laughs> Thanks. Directed by Joaquin DeSantos and Ki Win Ryu. You did it. Congratulations. <laughs> I may have practiced a little beforehand. Good job. It shows. Oh, and animated by Studio Mirror. 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 All right, Mary. Let's talk about Cora. Oh my goodness. Okay, so really quick. Backstory. I watched Korra as it was airing back in 2012. Those were the good old days. Remember when we had hope, Maria? I don't. <laughs> anyway, I watched it back then. I really liked it. I was like, this is great. I watched it recently as it all got shoved up on Netflix. And I'm like, this is... Mmm. Um. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my review of Cora. Yeah, yeah. Hello, Maria. Hi, And then you hi. started watching Cora blind. Yeah, so I will remind everybody that I am getting a degree in communications, and I put it to <laughs> very good use oh my God. while watching this show, because I literally sent James an entire... A rewrite of the show <laughs> after right. I watched the first season. So, yeah. Warning. I, yeah, yeah. So I, I wrote an entire essay on Discord, which was not APA formatted with zero citations. <laughs> However, it was not a research paper. <laughs> Therefore, citations were not required. I gave her a C minus. Which is bullshit, by the way. I'm going <laughs> over your head. I'm sending an email to the dean. Okay, I am the dean. That's not how that works. Uh, deans can teach classes, can't they? I, I guess they can. I haven't had a dean teach me class, so I guess no. You know. I feel I like I feel like either. that makes the like reappeal for a grade pretty redundant if the dean themselves are <laughs> teaching the class. Like I don't like right. where do you go from there? I just that just feels uh, kind of wrong. President and of the college? Yeah. I I guess they don't know you. They don't. <laughs> They don't know your department. They don't know, the, you know. The president at my college knew me. She liked me for some reason. I don't know why. The one that the one that got um, the one person the one she that liked. left. The one that left. Uh, she she left right? Yeah 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 yeah. She left. Because I was there when the new like yeah. for the interim and then mm -hmm. for the new president to be right. instated. It was great. Yeah no. The one that left, she she liked me. The the bad one. The that was that that was fucking that was freaking weird, James. 
Anyway. All that stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, Maria. Let's let's. Okay, Maria. Yes. Here's the thing. Yes. Here's the thing. Yes. You have a choice. Okay. All right. You can either give us a a, a your usual like detailed recap, or you can shorten it and have a much longer your rant about Cora. Okay. And its story. Okay. So you make a decision. We're not going to do the full recap if you're going to yeah. go yeah, completely yeah, yeah. hog wild on okay. Cora. Yes, yes. Okay. So yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking we could do this this like a weird structure of like we do like a shorter um recap where I quickly recap what happened because story-wise not nothing like super like long happens. It's not like there's five no. plot lines here. We we no, Cut to the chase. Pretty much one. It's plot pretty line. much one plot line. We know where we're going. We go there. So, um, yes. you know, we could do that, and then we can talk about um, some of the animation stuff because there's a lot to talk about yes. that. And then we can talk about Amon, and we have we have a structure this episode, people. Yeah, and then look, it's like an essay. Okay. Oh my god. And, and then, everybody just left. Everybody just left. All right. Well, it's all fine. of the nerds that are still there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Push up your glasses. We know who you are. Um, Is this essay in AP style? <laughs> yeah, or are we using Chicago? Good oh, no. God. Chicago's for like scientific stuff. Uh, what was the other one? There's MLA, APA, MLA. Harvard. Which one are we talking about? Um, I usually, we usually used APA like in school. But anyway, there's yeah, no, we're not citing it. articles, so we don't need APA style. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. And then we can talk about like Aang and parenting stuff. Oh, God. Okay. Basically, we're going to go. Are we going to talk about politics, though? Uh, yeah, well, that's what the Amon stuff is going to be about, I guess, a okay. little bit. Okay. Uh, hold so, on. Hold on, Mary. Hold on. Yes. Content warning. Yes. We're going to talk about politics. A little yeah. bit. A little bit. A little I'm going to talk about it a lot. Well, I mean, like, we're not talking about current politics. We're just talking about no. themes, pol- political themes, and their relation to the show, because there is some relation to it in some way, shape, or form. Anyway. There's a lot of relationships. Yes. Let me finish my content warning. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> content warning. If any discussion of politics makes you angry or uncomfortable maybe leave especially when we hit the Amon section so i guess yeah. you can listen until there and then if you want to like sort of boop 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 like the, the little button like at the haven't... bottom it just goes like just like it's tap not it like we haven't bunch. talked about politics before yes but like i guess this is where we're like intentionally going into it knowing right. we're going into politics so it makes sense yeah. to talk about we, that we are gonna be um revealing a bit of our own politics through this aren't we a little bit i suppose but it's not i know like you want to be a political maria i know i i like it's fine i just the reason i i say that is because like i don't take lightly the fact that we get to talk about stuff and people listen to us like i don't take that fact lightly and even if there's like five people that listen to us i don't want to misinform them in any way shape or form so Fair. that that is wh- why i choose to stay apolitical right like because there's a lot of stuff context changes things and i spend a lot of my time in school and don't have time to do that late as of late so you know nuance 
man takes a lot of study. My point being, like, we're not experts. This is opinions. No. Do with that what you will. Hate us. We're slightly more informed than the average person. Yes. And that's about it. And that's about it. Yeah, exactly. That's what we build ourselves at since the very beginning. Yes, we're slightly more informed, but like. In no way, shape, or form do I have a degree in, like, political science or eco- economics or some sh- something like that. Or animation. So. Or animation, for that matter. <laughs> um, so, you know, like, a lot of this is themes and me, like, applying things that I learned in school in what we, like, talk about. Anyway. However, yes. that should not, dis- that should not um, disqualify us from talking about this stuff. Yeah, no, we could definitely, that's what I'm saying, like, we could talk about this, and that's fine, but I just, I'm just trying to make it clear that these are our opinions, and we're not really stating, like, fact of, like, this is what you should think, and this is the correct way to think about it, right? No, we're not coming at this from the point of view of a professor. Exactly, exactly. We're not experts. We're not experts. That being said, we're going to get into the weeds, I think, on this. We will. Yes, definitely. I mean, yeah, a little bit. So, okay. So we're going to do a small recap. We're going to talk yes. about animation stuff. When we hit the Bond stuff, there will be some, like, talking about writing and that sort of stuff. And there will be some talk about politics and themes related to that. And then we're going to finish off with, like, some interest, some, like, talk about Aang and parenting stuff that went on in the show and how we could have been better basically and after that any other bullshit that we have uh that that, oh, yeah. that i remember eventually. slight spoilers for cora i guess yes there might be a little bit of spoilers spoilies for cora um which yeah, i apologize so but... many disclaimers on this Jeez. yep 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 it's gonna be a long one buckle up y'all <laughs> oh my god yep all right let's get into the stuff we did like First, yes. I suppose. Yes. Maria, start right. us off. So, it, we start off Keep this episode. Yes. So, we start off this episode with um, Cora, Bolin, and uh, Mako practicing for championship for their. I forgot what the sport was called. Uh, pro bending. Yes, the pro bending thing. Um, we gotta get to nationals. Yeah. So, the pro bending thing, they've won, but now to get to the championship, they have to, like, pay a bunch of money which they don't have so bolin tries to go earn them some money by using pabu to do circus tricks and earns a coin one coin and hey that's one more coin than he had before it it, this is true this is true and some shady shady man rolls up in his (laughs) shady shady car and uh drops a bunch of money in his car in his little little like money pot i don't know if you know that his name is shady shin or that you're just calling him shady I, I really, I generally don't know, Maria. Please tell me. I mean, I know his name is Shation, but I just okay. thought that was, was a good good way to... Um, I know. I just, I had to confirm, because you're very bad with names. I am. I am very bad with it. But I remembered that. Okay, anyway. Because it's a great up, name. Rolls up in a shady car yeah. and drops a bunch of shady-ass money in uh, Bolin's uh, little little money cup. That oh, Bolin's like, ah, oh, shit. All this money. Oh. What do you want oh from me? It's like it's just a small like bodyguard duty, man. Just little. Oh it's a little God. shady, but you know, not you know, shadier than normal. You know, I love Bolin, but how did he think he was gonna get 
30,000? I know. I think yuan? I yes. I think the currency yes. is yuan. Yeah. By, uh, by performing on the street. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, it's, it's, it's wor- better <laughs> than nothing, I guess. But, like, you know. Can you believe, like, that lie that homeless people make, like, how many how much money a day probably i mean it's really interesting anyway we're not gonna get into this just yet hold on hold on (laughs) okay sorry we can't do this jace we got a structure to follow today uh so much to do not enough time um (laughs) anyway so bolin is like yeah cool um and goes with uh shation and uh disappears into the night um mako is like oh shit my brother's missing the goofball where'd he go and then him and Korra, well, he goes to see Korra, who's like, yeah, no, I haven't seen him. And then they both go do detective stuff by trying to find where uh, where um, Bolin went. And it's kind of detective noir because it's very, like, steampunk. Uh, oh, yeah. But not entirely because they don't really go all the way into that trope. Um, no, not, not But really. Mako bribes uh, a couple street urchins and, uh, well, a, a street urchin a couple of times and gets <laughs> Bolin's location. Um, and yep. they don't, they like get beat up a bunch. They do get beat up, right? Yeah, they get beat up a bunch yeah. and then fall asleep in a park. Um, <laughs> wow, okay. Just, just speeding right through that. That's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, they fall asleep together in a park. Yeah. And then what happens, right? <laughs> And then this, this like, this dude, I forget what his name was. I don't even think he has a he name. He doesn't have a name. He doesn't he's have a name. He's the guy that yells in the park. Yeah, he's one of those guys that, like, yells in the park. He's, like, he's, he's like the end is nigh type, but, like, with, <laughs> a, with a purpose. Um, Sozin's Comet is coming again. Yeah, yeah. And so he's there. He's trying to, like, raise awareness for the... Um, break i forgot what the political the equalist yes the equalist movement there we go i was gonna think i was thinking populist for some reason anyway so that's pretty much what yeah yeah how do you remember shady shin you know what keep going (laughs) you know what i am um (laughs) this episode is already a disaster Anyway, so the equalist movement. Um, yes, he's like talking, you know, yelling through his like weird ceramic um, uh, foghorn. Is just my like, god, it's a megaphone. Megaphone. Right? There we go. That's the word. Anyway, <laughs> megaphone, and is like talking through it. He's like the the benders are the worst. Blah blah blah. And Cora's like, "Where's Bolin?" And just fucking breaks his table and shit um and then the pamphlets go flying which is great um and then they run away because the cops show up because they're not allowed to like attack citizens in the middle of the day because that's how cities work and uh that's assault yeah cora you're a criminal um (laughs) she is 100 percent a criminal she has committed so many crimes the only reason she walks is because she's the avatar We'll talk about it. <laughs> anyway, so she she's like, uh, yeah, so she, they grab a bunch of pamphlets and then they run, they bolt out, and then Mako, being the smart broody type, just figures out that it's like a weird puzzle thing. And they find out where the location for the, for the Equalist rally is um, and go there, all yep. disguised and shit, like... Yeah, and then Aman disguised. shows up. Yes, disguised. And then Aman shows up, does like a 
speech thing about how benders are awful and they're quashing us non-benders on their heels even though they're like literally three millionaires that are like name checked that are non-benders um don't forget uh, his tragic backstory yes and he has is so earlier in the park mako tells cora his his tragic backstory about how his right, family was killed two by tragic backstories yeah we got two tragic backstories this is important because it'll come up later so pay attention nerds <laughs> write it down um oh anyway so this will be on the test <laughs> this will be on the test anyway so mako tells cora about his tragic backstory about how his family is killed by firebenders and then Aman tells the Eagles rally about how his entire village was burned down by some firebender douchebag. Um, and uh, how that's that's why he thinks all benders are awful and, you know, could just kill us all in one go, even though there are literal fucking chi blockers that exist right now. Um, and then proceeds to take away someone's uh, bending powers. In the meantime, Korra tries to figure out a cool-ass distraction to make sure Bolin doesn't get his bending powers wiped. Yep. Uh, and she learns about the power of steam. Yes, yeah, basically. She, yeah, she steam bends uh, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> she, she also bends a bunch of pipe bikes, pipes by throwing a dude into them. Uh, That's not bending. That's I mean, the pipes bent. Dude. The pipes bent. I don't oh know what you want God. from me. Cora's not a pipe bender. <laughs> I mean, she, you know what, it's fine. <laughs> Keep going. Anyway. Anyway, so she she figures out her whole like thingamabob. Uh, well, you know, she throws an engineer into into a bunch of pipes, learns how to pipe bend, um, and and le- basically leads Bolin and Mako out and away. Naga does some cool shit, which is probably the last time Naga gets to do any cool shit in this entire show. Um, Hold on, let me think. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Um, scares off a bunch of tree benders, uh, sorry, tree blockers, and uh, they benders. all go home and live happily ever after. The end. <laughs> all right. For this, for this episode, for, for, for this the, episode, for this episode, they do not live happily ever after yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. Cora is a mess. Cora as is a, a mess as a person and as a show. Um, and as a, yes. All right. <laughs> what do we like about this, Maria? Oh my god, the animation is butter smooth. Like <laughs> it is really good. Oh my god. I have not seen smoother like camera work and smoother animation anywhere. Yes. These guys did like not miss out on the like what are the the frames that are not the key keyframes? The the like little, little little Oh, the in-betweens? Yes, they did not mess around with those in-betweens. They were all no. fucking there. It was like smooth as butter, which is yep. saying something cuz in this entire episode, I think like uh like 2 thirds of it was just people doing fit flips and kicks <laughs> and like Yes. On motorcycles <laughs> and like bending oh shit constantly. And it was just like, oh my God, how many did you sacrifice to the animation lords for the ability to do this? A lot. Because not only is the animation really good, but the directing on it is also fantastic. It is. It's great. Like, you know, the. <laughs> The fight scenes in this show, like Avatar, had some really good fight scenes. Mm-hmm. 
you know it. I yeah. know it. The American yeah. people know it. However, Cora, oh my God, this fight scene in this episode was so good between her and Mako and the cheap lockers. It was so good because they're so yes. fluid. Like, and and they're supposed yeah. to be right. Like the 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 cheap lockers are all supposed to be like Tylee. Uh, yes, Tylee esque like uh, demeanor, so they're all like bendy and and like, and it's great because like the impact frames are also so well done. Like you you like feel it when they do it, and it's just ugh, beautiful. Right. I mean, yeah, they, they they did a lot of cool stuff with Tylee, but you know they had to cheat a lot with that. They did. They did. But I think that with this. Ty Lee, there was a lot of, like... Because she wasn't in all the episodes, right? So it was easier for no. them to, like, do that, I guess, as opposed to, like, these guys that are, like, there for... It's several points in in the show, right? Like, sorry, in mm-hmm. the episode. Um, yes. Ty Lee, like, she blocks, like, how many times? Like, three in the show? Yeah, well, like, yeah, I guess she's not, like, a very important part of the show or anything, but whenever it does, it's impactful. Like, this was just... Mm. Yes. Beautiful, butter smooth. This is be- the lighting was great. The camera work, ugh, yes. chef's kiss. Everything was seamless. It was so seamless, ugh. Um, and but James it, yeah. James noted how they don't break the one eighty. Yes. <laughs> During the fight, they they do not break the quintessential one eighty rule, Ruby. Yeah, Ruby. <laughs> Just. It's just nice to see, com- you know, perfectly cromulent directing yeah. going on. The, like, the camera work is so nice. And the 3D and 2D is so seamless. Like, I mean, you can notice it here and there. Well, but, yeah, like, no. it is so well, like, done. Um, yeah, the best example of that is when the chi blockers, they're on motorcycles being pursued by Korra and Mako. Mm-hmm. And the 2D characters... Are on 3D bikes. It's it's obvious yes. to any any yes. any person with a working set of eyeballs can see this. Yeah. However, you you lose that like disconnect because they move together so fluidly. It's so seamless. It is so seamless. It is and they're ugh. doing very like high intensity stuff. Yeah, they like flip off like the so like this one um character is like riding off of the earth bend that that Cora does, jumps with the bike and then lands onto the bike. Like it is just you're just sitting there like what did you how many did you kill? What did you do? How many did you kill? They kill a lot of animators for this one. Oh, and good they're, God. They're, so apparently the studio is very adamant that this show looked good. Mm-hmm. To, and I, okay, we can talk about that, actually. So the director of the show but in Korea, mm-hmm. because they use Korean animation as with most cartoons. Right. They, use, they outsourced to Korea. Uh-huh. They really wanted to show, like, the word, like, that Korean animation can be good, uh-huh. which I disagree with. I think Korean animation is great. Uh-huh. Like, uh, I was recently watching a bunch of episodes of Samurai Jack again, mm-hmm. and that's Korean animation. Right. And it's great. Like, it's, it's I, I, you know, I understand why they would think that Korean animation has a pretty bad reputation, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. But I don't. 
I I think they're really thinking. I think that's an old way of thinking. Right. For 2012. Right. Like that's something you'd think of in the 80s. Really. Okay. Where yeah. You yeah, had yeah. very stilted anime. Maybe some of the 90s. But now, like a lot of shows, you know, because Korea is um, the animation industry there ain't great. Let's be honest, just because mm-hmm. of weight. I mean, it's there because it's cheap. Right. That that's why we animate in Korea. It's because it's cheap. Mm-hmm. But the work they do there is not bad. Right. So I mean, I admire them for trying to prove themselves, and they prove themselves, you know, with this show. I just don't think it was necessary. Yeah, that was not like a like an important thing necessarily. No. Right, right. But but of course I admire what they did. Yeah. Because they did. Oh god, it was so good. Like the yeah. pamphlet scene with oh, all yeah. the pamphlets flying around, the spectacle of Amon like walking onto the stage, like the lighting is like impactful. It's just Oh, the lightning bending? Yes, the lightning bending is great. Like Just next level. Yeah, even the fire bending is smooth. Mm. The water bending is smooth. Even the air bending, whatever little, like, oh, well, she just does the maneuvers this time around. But, like, it is it is very uh, apparent what, what they're doing. Like, even the air bending, however minimal it is, has an impact, right? Like, it, it's yes. great. It's great. They do a really good job with it. Especially, they like, do, the yeah. one scene where Cora like, tosses the two girls behind her and then they, like, float back down because they're both airbenders. Um, was a good, was like, hilarious. good moment. Um, we unfortunately didn't get to see, like, the little guy uh, say anything because he is hilarious. This kid he wasn't in the episode. I know that's what I'm saying. Like we didn't get to see him in this episode, but this kid, I mean, fucking give him a stand-up mic and put him in the middle of Republic <laughs> City because he will make the entire town laugh. This kid is oh, hilarious. Avatar Tommy Pickles, you mean? Yes, uh, yes, Avatar Tommy Pickles. Yes. Did you Did you notice his design is a reference to Tommy Pickles yes. from the Rugrats? Yes. Okay. I, I I did I did notice that. It's great. You did notice that. Great. All right. Uh, I think that's all of the good stuff we can say about Korra. Even the music. Well, we forgot about the music. Okay, the music we forgot is about good. the music. The music is great, especially when they're like in the battle seat. But then every now and again, it goes to weird like romance level when you're like in an episode where an ent- like the a whole ass character that is integral to the trio is missing. And every now and again they will shift to that like soft violin music and I'm just expecting somebody to kiss across the street like and like soccer on a fall and all like, that stuff. It just it kind of okay, a little bit feels out of place. Like I get the vibe yes. that they're going for and I fucking love it. Um <laughs> But every now and again, like it just it just kind of feels a little bit out of place because it'll just start playing like softly as you're transitioning and you're just expecting to go into a montage of someone breaking out into into like soft poetry and and, and like Yeah. Nobody kisses, it's... by the way, just just for the record. Um they get close though. I did Eh, falling asleep on someone's shoulder is not not really that close. Anyway. Anyway, I, the to be fair though, that track is great, and I love that track. I fucking love it. It's so good. Mm. Anyway. Oh my god. 
Are we I done with the praise, feelings. though? Yes. You have yes. feelings. I yes, have, you have feelings. You have a lot of feelings in a very tiny package. Yes, I like have. I have emotions. I have. I have opinions. It's a lot. Okay. Oh my god. Anyway, now we have to talk about the bad stuff. Are you ready, Maria? Mm. Let's talk about Amon. Oh, good God! What part do you want to start well, with? Well, where do we where do we want to start? Do we want to start with his wasted potential or the fact that people don't understand what he is? Let's start with what they don't understand because that okay. like the little wasted potential part. There's a lot of tangents there, so we should finish this yes, part first are. so that we can okay. seamlessly train tangent if we need to. Yes, so back when Korra was being aired, there is a meme going around about all the villains of Korra being representative of different ideologies. Okay. And for some reason, Amon got paired with communism. Okay. Which makes absolutely no goddamn sense. So let's go in and explain what the hell is the deal with Amon and the Equalists. Oh boy. So, when I first watched Korra, I immediately was like, yeah, they're they're totally going for the whole like Japanese brand of Nazism. This is this is clearly what is being depicted here, like just based on yes. poster symbology like on the poster, like the Japan Japanese sun sort of uh mm-hmm. motif is very apparent in that and it was also very apparent and used a lot in um japanese like nazism symbology um technically not nazism yeah yeah but like yeah well i guess then again if you're an ally to a nazi i guess that makes you a nazi exactly like it was it's like a lot of like nationalist esque which very very like there's a very, very fine line between that and fascism, and usually they go hand in hand. Um, mm-hmm. So I did a bit of research Maria, okay. on Japanese fascism. Okay. And it seems to be much more militaristic fascism. Yes. Yes, the, the enemy was the West, but their brand was like, we need to unite as a people under the Japanese banner in order to fight against the devils of the West. And yes keep them from you know t- coming in and t- and that you know, and then i'm just trailing off because i'm realizing how that worked out in the end well it's so like what's important to understand that is a lot of japanese politics and these ideologies are very much a response to colonialism around asia and yes. other parts of the which world which was very very bad which was very exactly so for japan the the choice was at least from my understanding the choice was we either get colonized or we do the colonizing right so we either get subjugated and subjected to the horrors of colonialism which if you don't know exists then i don't know what to tell uh, you man which Feel they some were grass, subjected read some to. history books yeah. um which but Japan was subjected to which, under America. Exactly. They, they were not technically colonized, but they had a lot. The, we did it through more economic means yeah, against exactly. them, I believe. 
Exactly. But they were still, we, we imposed a lot of Christian culture on them in not very nice ways. Mm-mm. When it was, it was really bad. It was very, exactly. very bad. It, it was just like bad news bears all around. And <laughs> for Japan, the choice was you either turn out to be like your other, um, uh, you know, East Asian and South Asian's counterparts or you become the colonizers, which is what right. they chose to do. Um, yeah. so, when they went, so when they drove out the colonizers, they, you know, they... they <laughs> They were offered a choice. Exactly. And they chose, let's go and attack other people and expand our, you know, military might. And just, yeah, it was... Right. Fun. Yeah. I- again, like, decisions were made and here we are. Yeah. Um, oh, and let's also go back on, you know, look back on our traditions and the glory days of Japan before exactly. we were tainted by... By, yeah, exactly. So, again, context is kind of important there a little bit. Um, And so here we are, right? Like, we've got a very nationalist Japan because that's what happens when you have enemies all around you. Um, And, yeah, they had a very, very um, nationalist, like, propaganda scheme. And a lot of that is... uh, kind of see at least a lot of the symbology you can see in the equalist movement it, especially like surrounding Amon and the whole like motif yeah. of it i mean look at his mask exactly exactly like the and the like sun like with the rays and everything um mm-hmm. is very yeah yeah it's Anyway, so that's what I thought when I saw it. I was like, yeah, they're clearly, this is a clear, like, pulling of motifs from um, nationalist Japan, Nazi Japan, um, or, like, Nazi-esque Japan. Uh, yeah, you could call them Nazi Japan. Though. Yeah. Um, and, you know, th- that was fine. And I was like, and I was messaging James, and James was like, no, but they're communists in in like a in his usual derisive comedy. Um, well, and yeah. Anyway, so go ahead, tell me. Oh well, that's, yeah. That, like I said, there was a meme going around that was comparing Amon to communism, and it's just like I remember seeing it, and because this is twenty twelve, and I'm a dum dum. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. So I was oh yeah, that makes sense. And then of course I watch it again later, and I'm like, wait a minute. So, what the heck are they talking about? I think that that isn't like surprising, at least to me. No, it's because not surprising at all. of the current, like a lot of ideology of like white supremacy and neo-Nazi like stuff is up in the news and in the media currently, right? So naturally, like it is entirely possible that at that time people associated. Amon with communism and I'm associating them with Nazism because of whatever is currently being I guess I mean it it is you you know you want to demonize Nazism I'm not saying that it isn't but like at that point in time communism was the demon the demic the the, like you know the the demon to to like fight and you know all of that so I, yeah, I guess I can we were, see why the rhetoric around it might have been like that. 
yeah, well, America is still coming down from its re from the huge nationalistic high of nine eleven. Right. Like we're still in that. We're we're just starting to come down, and everybody's freaking out. Right. Because they're like, "Where's my Where's my fix of nationalism? Come on, give it to me right in the vein." And there's nothing left. It's gone. Right. The stash is gone, and the drug dealer got arrested the other day. So. <laughs> <laughs> to, to to use a very not apt metaphor. Yes. But uh, so yeah, now it's, now it's very obvious, you know, that it's it's a fascist, you know, Nazi esque, you know, I you know images that they're using. But back then, you know, we were the fascism was not a ubiquitous ubiquitous word that we use today, and Nazism was still kind of still being treated back then as a sort of like spooky boogeyman that you know the thing will never let this happen again uh-huh despite letting it happen again yeah multiple times yeah. anyway well again it is well not to get too deep into like the whole nazism thing but it is basically yes. like we have trained our eyes onto a specific brand of it and because it is not the same exact brand of it it's like no that can't be it because it's not like it happened last time like you know like exactly that sort of thing uh, right. instead of looking at themes and and like con contextual evidence and all of that anyway let's not get into that my point being james and i james like at least in my eyes like all the equalist movement and like or at least most of the equalist movement and amon's like whole character create like design and the whole like ambiance around it is very uh nazi yes it is and it's it's deliberately that I, yeah, at, like, at least very that's, delayed. I, I, I the other thing though is that was. well, the other problem is that people hear equalists and they they think communism. Perfect. Which yes and no. <laughs> well, so it's really well, interesting because the reason, like, at least the way that I see it, it's not like Amon is redistributing um, bending yeah. from like rich people to the downtrodden. Right. Because there were, like, a lot of the people that he took bending away from in this specific, like, rally were, like, down in the dumps people. These weren't rich yes. people. Well, I guess, like, they were kind of bullies because they were, like, the triple threat triad people. So I guess they, he was getting there's... rid of some people from the streets. Sure. But, well, like... yeah, but there's a big difference between a gangster who commits crimes exactly. and a... Cap, you know, a venture capitalist. Exactly. The, the head of Sato Corp. It, yeah, and so, like, again, and we sort of pointed out, like, at least three of the um, people that are named, three corporations that are name-checked, from what we know, are, are like, um, are non-benders. They're non-bender corporations. They are, they mm -hmm. are people, rich people, because it's a corporation, that are not benders. In fact, yep. most of the benders that we see are like working class people, or yes. well, I guess we have Tenzin, who's like a uh, a counselor. He's kind of he's a, a public service, case. like a, pub a public service like personnel, not exactly rolling in money. Um, no, currently he, he anyway. literally doesn't really have a job that pays money. Exactly right, like he, so, you know, so everybody that else that we sense. see that are benders are all working class citizens 
right? right. Like, I mean, the fact that there isn't a non-bender representative in the <laughs> council is stupid and yes, kind which... of adds a little bit of nuance to this, like, movement just in general. But, like... It isn't like the 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 benders are the rich people and the poor no. people are non-benders. There's clearly like economic class works separately from the bending or people that can bend. They don't have like a I don't know, elevated status to to like right. they don't have they don't have access to the class elevator the same way <laughs> No. In the way that in, it is being portrayed, anyway. Yeah, instead, the benders, according to the equalists, are portrayed that they have an unfair genetic advantage over them, so they must be brought down, yeah, then scare quotes there, to their level through very violent means. Yeah. Do you kind of see the connection here? between them and a certain group that appeared in the 1930s yeah who also thought that a group of people had an unfair advantage and needed to be Quote, brought unquote, down brought a down. little yeah and so that's kind of where like a lot of the argument about like communism falls apart because mm -hmm. it's it's not we should really talk about what <laughs> why it doesn't why the comparison to communism does not work at all yeah okay, in go much ahead. clearer terms you go ahead oh i go ahead yes. okay so the the tenets of communism is the ideal view of a classless society where there are no rich or poor people so i guess you could say an equalist society sure in a sense but they do that through taking the stuff from the rich and redistributing it to the people under them and bringing the rich down to their level. Mm -hmm. Through violent means, sure, yes. because politics is violence. You can't have a political, you know, you can't change anything in politics without violence of some sort. We saw that through the Black Lives Matter movement yeah. last summer. Yeah. So... You know, yes, the communist countries, quote unquote, communist countries were also very violent and authoritarian mm -hmm. as well. We're, we're not we're not one of those freaks that like, no, Stalin did nothing wrong. No, Stalin was a very bad man. Yes. Yes. He was a very, very bad man. And yeah. Anyway, so the equalists, they do not have any ideology based upon class or money or path in society there's not not a lot of that is brought up and like maria said most benders we see such as mako and bolin are also poor so something in the society doesn't isn't you know tracking if you think that this is communism yeah and and again like and from what we can tell most of the non-benders that we see are friggin' loaded like the person that runs the gym um, from at least what evidence we have is a non-bender, at least from what I remember, unless I'm wrong, correct me. I don't know if we ever know. Yeah, Cabbage Corp, fuck it, rich, rich, <laughs> rich Cabbage Corporation. We got Sato Corp, which is like a whole friggin' steampunk industry right there. And anybody yep. else that we see that actually bends is, again, Bolin, Mako, 
Cora, who has no concept of money, um, yeah, or yeah, or laws, or just anything in general, um, because she comes from like a water tribe where they don't really do it that way. You just kind of make have food for everybody, sort of thing. Um, and then there is Tenzin, who lives in an air temple, is an air monk, and has divorced himself from most material, um, you know, thingamajigs, and <laughs> thingamajigs. Sure, Maria. And sure. then we have uh, frick, I forget her name. Toph's granddaughter, who's who is a literal like who's a cop, uh, who's a cop. Lynn. Lynn. There we go. Who's a cop? Yeah, who's a... Well, that's okay. It. That's that's the one example of of a bender having authority over other people. Well, I just mean like monetary authority, right? Because we right. all know well, that trumps everything, even politics. Right. Yes, that's true. So technically, she's on the side of Sato Corp and the non-benders. Yeah, technically, because she's a... Just because she's a cop, and that's what cop. cops yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're, they're kind of, like, fall in this weird gray zone where they're like, yes, we have to uphold the laws, and you can't just barge into anybody's house and call them evil or whatever, um, and so yeah, on and such. To, so We need police reform in Republic City. I, I mean, I guess. I, I like... I, the police are really cool in Republic City, but also, yeah. Well, true, but also... Yeah. A-cab. Yes. Yes. Definitely. 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 Anyway, we're getting my, real my, political. My point here. being, my point being, yeah. like, you know, their entire idea of equality is very skewed, because mm-hmm. just because somebody has bending doesn't make them immediately like, you know, rich, right? Like, it doesn't yeah. necessarily give them a free pass to anything. Um, no, and we really don't even find out what because when you're you when you're trying to build a fascist movement you promise the people who follow you something you you promise them a return to a glory day or you promise them that they'll be rich you know i mean hitler promised to return to the greatness of of germany before world war one mm-hmm. you know um trying to think that's basically it i mean you know yeah. japan promised a a prosperous a, japan uh, prosperous japan and a a resetting from their colonialist past right and yeah so we don't really know really what amon is promising them other than benders will yeah i guess what he's promising is that there will be no benders anymore there will be no benders there will be no injustice at the hands of benders which again Literally, people get assaulted by, well, I guess Cora Bolin, uh, sorry, Cora Bolin and Mako get assaulted by non-benders with, like, chi blockers and stuff. Like, I'm not yeah. saying that Cora isn't going around, like, swinging your dick, but, like, Wait, like because she's what? usually, like, going around, like, using her bending just willy-nilly and making people do shit because of her bending and, like, sheer force. Anyway, my point being... Korra's not a great example of, of, like, a person that isn't using their bending to their advantage. However... True. Very true. <laughs> she does She is. Things. She's not the smartest. <laughs> she's not the smartest, you know, bulb in the box. No, she's very not um, the smartest bulb in the box. She's not the smartest I bulb. I would say... I would say that's probably the biggest weakness of Amon's character 
Well, okay, there's there's a lot more bigger weakness. That's the bigger weakness of his his concept. Yes. How's that? Yeah, like, I mean, I, I get that... it. Like, they're not trying to, like, full-on fascist this. They, it, it is clear well, that they're pulling themes from it, and, it, like, that's the idea that they're going for. I'd say, but why not? Like, why not go full fashy with Amon and have I mean... him, I re- say, a return to... Like, he's talking about, like, the spirits and I think crap. I know why. I think that maybe they were expecting to have a proper redemption-esque arc with him. Well, yeah. And so going full fashy would make that impossible, right? Like, it's hard for you to, to go back and redeem, like, somebody who's, you know, well, slaw- mass murdered and committed war crimes. Um, then my question is, why do we need to redeem him on them? I mean, well, because well, I don't think that figure. we need to. I think that that's what they were trying to go for, which sort of tangents okay. us into like Amon's story not making any sense. Um, <laughs> yes, sorry, okay, lots of f bombs this this uh, this episode. No, they're but they're I not going to hear them, you know. Good. Um, anyway, yeah, um, let's talk about how Amon makes absolutely no sense as a character. Okay, so spoiler alerts. About Amon and first season, right? Yeah. So Amon dead. Well, yes, uh, but like also Amon turns out to be again spoilers. Ripping the bandaid off. Yes. So Amon turns out to be the brother of one of the counselors who is from the Northern Water Tribe and can do bloodbending. And yep. that is like a whole bombshell that drops within like the last three episodes with no warning whatsoever, no yep. initial like hinting, nothing. They just freaking pull that shit out their ass, throw it at the ball. <laughs> um, and so in this episode, I feel like there was clearly like a different idea going around for what amon was supposed to be because Actually, i think i might have found out why okay let me this finish happened. because oh sorry because um we we hear mako's story about their family and how they were killed by firebenders and then we hear amon's story about how his family and his entire village was destroyed by a firebender and it was it seemed very clear by both of these stories appearing in the same episode that there was a parallel that they were trying to draw that then yeah. never like turns into anything um and no, these revelations happen pretty close to each other too yes. so you yeah. notice them yeah you notice them happening like one second um they're they're sitting under a tree all sad and beaten up by the cheap blockers and and like um, Mako's like, yeah, Bolin is all I have. My family was murdered and robbed. Like, very Batman, um, you know, origin story. And then we have Amon that talks about it literally, like, maybe five minutes later in his, like, rally about how his family was was killed and he has a big old burn scar on his face and that's why he wears a mask and blah, 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 all that. And yab, yab, yab. Um, but... Like so, you 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 notice it. You see the parallel. You're like, oh, maybe something's gonna happen with this, but it doesn't. Instead, they just flip the script on Amon and turn him into a waterbender that was controlling people by bloodbending, which doesn't make any sense because the people that were bending that couldn't 
that, that were trying to bend but couldn't bend move freely on the stage. Like when they try to bend, they move freely. They're not struggling. You don't see them struggling in their movements or anything. So he can take people's bending away for sure. And then he talks about like spirit stuff without ever like really getting going into that. No, that's it's never brought like, up again. It's never brought up again, which is dumb. It's stupid. And is it again like a it almost feels like. They were building him up to be a character that could have been like a um, a kind of like unwilling, not an unwilling, but like a hesitant um, member of the Korra gang at some point to help Korra do like spirit related stuff, um, yes. which it kind of felt like because it's it has been noted throughout the first season that Korra is not good at spirit stuff. She hasn't been visited by any of the avatars and she finds it difficult connecting to the spirit world in any way, shape or form. She's very good with the material like punchy and bendy stuff, but she's yeah. not very good with um, with trying to like be calm and sit still and, you know, not be a freaking crazy person for a little while. Um, and so it, it felt like they were trying to go from this like um, tragic child backstory that connects to Bolin and Mako as characters that are not the main character that also should get stories um, and this sort of like character that could help Korra maybe connect to the spirit world in, in the same way that Zuko helps um, Aang learn firebending towards the end so it felt like they were trying to go for something like that and then it never happens and they flip the script on you. They do a full like 180 and just break the 180 rule in the story <laughs> terms and just give you fucking whiplash because now he's a he's a bloodbender and a waterbender and is like the brother of a prolific like city council member and Yes, James. How come Cora and Amon never actually talk to each other? Exactly. Okay, so this is another complaint that I had about the show. Characters don't interact with each other and, like, have fun in, in the same way that, like, Aang and, and the Aang gang did. Because, like, when, when Aang or Sokka cracked a joke, the other characters laughed at the jokes like like other characters acknowledge something funny happened would laugh and then move on from it or like would like fade into dialogue in this in this show friggin tenzin's youngest makes jokes all the time and nobody laughs at it they just pretend it, it's just like robots nothing like as if nothing was said and they just move on and you're just like not even a look in the camera to acknowledge a joke they just move on and i'm just like there was a joke that was funny you were supposed to laugh or like smack him in the head or something what the hell anyway go ahead james why didn't aman teach cora airbending well aman isn't a bender no but why didn't he teach her like to access like the spirits and stuff i don't know i feel like that's what they were going for but then they didn't for then some they reason up. well i feel like they try to wrap up Amon way quicker than they wanted to. Yes. It almost did. felt like they they didn't have enough time or some shit like that and like needed to yes. 
end this this like whole thing i said i like sent james an entire paragraph of like what should have happened instead of this because there's like a lot of stuff that happens and there's a lot of cool things that could have happened story-wise story moment wise like that that would have given a lot of the characters a lot more depth that they do not get and not even the second season and i've seen the second season and i have i have i have opinions about the second season for no, a later the second date. season is a mess for a later date um <laughs> oh, put well. a pin in that like a stab it in there um go ahead james what what was the what was the main conflict of this season? What 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 what, what was the conflict going? Because okay, in the in the first season of Avatar: The Last Airbender, yes, the main conflict of the first season is we got to get to the Northern Water Tribe. Yes, and we are being pursued by the Fire Nation yep. the entire way through. Yep, that is the main conflict. In Korra, it's well. We gotta we gotta go to nationals, and we gotta beat up the equals, and we gotta so, learn airbending. So, and I gotta kiss Mako on his pretty pretty face. It's really then, interesting because what? there is some level of romance that that is throughout the entire uh, Avatar series, right? Between yes. like there is that tension between. Uh, Katara and Aang and you, you get snippets of it every now and again but it's not like the, and it's the great. crux it's great because it's not like the crux of the show right like it's something no. that happens on the side it is something that they build together because Katara has wants and needs other than I want to smooch Aang on his exactly. pretty pretty face exactly uh, which is a very pretty anyway. face um, <laughs> but like and then over here She's like I get it him, isn't she? I, I, yeah she, I think so I mean, he is, like, 113 years old. (laughs) He's not, though. (laughs) Anyway, my point being, like... Sorry. uh, Sorry, joke aside, like, Aang... Sorry, um, like, Katara... Not Katara, fuck. Korra. Korra (laughs) and, and, like, Mako can do all their, like, whatever. Like, I get it. They're trying to do, like, this um, almost, like, teenager-esque way of, of, like story right like i get it it's a little more mature it's there's it's not like straight cut you know the, the the love interests don't always work out it's it's like you're growing up you know your boyfriend's gonna cheat on you and that's okay <laughs> um and and you're gonna get mixed signals from a girl and she's not gonna like you that way and that's okay oh um, goes such a shit he is such a shit anyway um so you know like i, I get that i get that that part is great even like the the pro is bending is a good like uh yeah. peripheral moment of tension where you don't have like big tensions but you can have like these little blips of it related to the pro bending right like where it's it is a point of tension but it's not like as crazy because it's a fucking game get over it but then you have Whoa. like the equalists that go like higher up in their peaks and i think that they were like, trying to go for Cora and the way that she does bending and understands it is the kind of bending and the way that people abuse it that the equalist movement is against. Because Cora right. okay, walks in, Cora walks in, <laughs> flipping shit over, punching people in the face. In a city that has laws that is built to 
make sure that benders and non-benders remain equal in the eyes of the law. So with her walking in, kicking over trash cans and not facing consequences for it is exactly the kind of shit that the equalists are against. But she never learns to stop doing that by the end of the season. Exactly. That's that's the thing, right? That should have been the point of tension. Because there are moments when Korra realizes that her job is to mediate between benders and non-benders. Because there's the whole like strike thing that happens where they're trying to round up non-benders and by calling them equalists and, you know, like calling all non-benders equalists and that stuff. And that's when she realizes what her role is as an avatar and it's more serious and it's not just bending, it's not just pro-bending, it's not just throwing shit at people. There is a lot more nuance there and they don't do anything with it. They don't, they don't fucking get in the weeds and have her have that like confrontation with herself and everybody else go ahead what does that have to do with airbending okay so i i can see what that has to do with airbending because not because because it adds another point of tension it almost feels like they're building several points of tensions that they then fucking immediately discard aside because it feels like they're setting up the um the tension between Korra and her her relationship with being an avatar between so her her being a failure as an avatar from different a- aspects from not being able to mediate between benders and non-benders from not being able to mediate between spirits and non like the you know material and not being able to complete all four um like uh, bendings because that is the three facets of an avatar it is balance balance between benders and non-benders balance between the elements and balance between um spirit and material and so they they've already set up these three flaws within Korra it is there it is there for them to exploit and hone but they don't do it they what they could have done was in this season they could have dealt with her her um being able to mediate between benders and non-benders then you move on to maybe airbending or something like that and then you move on to balancing the elements oh sorry balancing the spirit and and the material but they don't do that. They, it is clear that they're setting it up because she walks in and she's kicking trash cans over and she's being a little shit and not understanding laws and stuff that are supposed to keep people equal. And, and there is this like antagonist that is that is the equalist movement's leader. And she is the exact kind of bender, a bending person that they are against. This person that can just take shit whenever because they can throw a fireball at you. But they don't do anything with it. it and and Katara... Uh, sorry, not Katara. Why do I keep saying Katara? Korra never has an actual conversation with Amon. None of the characters ever talk to Amon in a way that is not them, like, being enemies with each other. There's none of that. There is no, like... 
type of connection which is what we kind of like talked about with Bolin being ca- captured and like mm. you know trying to connect with Amon after his speech even if it is to gain like some respite and some mo- a moment to escape this like moment of connection between the two of them saying something along the lines of like my parent I know what you feel my parents were killed by firebenders too right like and and making this moment of like empathy between this character but they they don't do it they don't do any of it they they don't take that moment and and try to build on it and try to create this like nuanced um view between uh, mako and bolin who are also wasted potentials whose characters don't get um as uh wholly explored and this would have been a good way to do that this would have been a good tension point to explore for those two characters heck even a point of fracture between the two of them because one of them is like you know what i get i i see it I, I I get it. I, I I get what he's saying. You know, I I I don't think that he's a bad like he's the bad guy necessarily. Like he's, uh, you know, like so circumstances were awful, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, and so he, you know, like there there is that that idea of of you know, um, trying to empathize, and this is why I think they didn't go full fascist with Aman. I feel like mm. they were trying to find a way to reweave him into the storyline that I don't think that he should have died at the end of season one, that he should have been a recurring no. point of tension in some way, shape, or form. And he should have been a um, an important like character that helps build these other characters into more nuanced versions of themselves which is again something that happens with all of the characters in avatar we see all of them grow in some way shape or form whether it was within the span of an episode or over the course of the entire show zuko for Mm -hmm. example um going from like full antagonist to like you know right hand man right like yeah we never (laughs) we never see though any antagonist grow i mean like even there's no nuance in most of the antagonists in Korra. well i I don't want to say that there's a lot of nuance in the later one in the in the first two seasons there is no nuance there isn't even though there is there is and the thing is there's opportunity for it right like there's clear cut opportunity for it but they decide to like just throw it out the window yeah, I mean, like, even Zhao. Do you remember Zhao from Avatar? Yes, 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 yes. Even he had nuance to him. Yes. He wasn't redeemed at the end. He was you not. You don't need to redeem. Yeah. But he, as, we, as we've said before, he was an understandable villain. Exactly. Even though all of his choices were wrong. You exactly. understood everything about him, and at the end, you know, he he chose to he chose to die and not give up his ideals, rather than, I don't know, he was an idiot. Yeah. Anyway, it was not. Yeah. Like, yeah. but but you know, there is substance to this character, and I don't think Amon was supposed to be that, and I don't think that no. even. Um, well, okay, that's my other point, though. Yes. If they didn't want to go, if they didn't want to bring make Amon full fascist, mm-hmm. then. He should have been the puppet character of, like, Sato Corp's president, Asami's dad. Mm-hmm. He should have been the the weapon of the fascist. 
he I he can is see the, that. He is the German people being manipulated by the fascists. I, I can see that. I can see like a young Amon, Amon like having figured out how to, you know, block people's bending uh permanently by finding the spirits by finding the spirits exactly and um you know having been manipulated into this into this like um bizarre uh well not bizarre but like this like movement caricature by like you know taking advantage of his strong ideals and and his beliefs mm-hmm. and like molding it into something that is more of an right. of a, like moment well, of this thing that would have been more interesting though because fascism is a, it feeds hatred it, it feeds exactly. blind hatred yeah. the hatred that is going nowhere within a society because there's no there's nothing to either help mitigate the hatred mm-hmm. or there's no location for it to go to because mm-hmm. the people have been so beaten down by some you know by some tragedy in mm-hmm. the past right, right. that they 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 have this inbuilt darkness within them which happens in society right but what society you know what a society do is it should make sure that that darkness never grows or comes out in its in the yeah. majority of its people yeah but what a fascist does is it feeds into that darkness and spreads and it has out this, into and, into yeah. people right yes until they become something inhuman Right, and which is Amon which, should be on that slippery slope. Yeah, which which leads into a good moment of realizing that like even a small bit of humanity, by just as something as simple as Bolin connecting with him on a human and empathetic level, bringing right. out this like part of of humanity in Amon himself, which like sort of leads to like cracks in in his idea of of what he thinks is is um, you know true yeah, or not true that, right like like even just something thing, yeah go ahead that's the thing though. you can't fight fascism with violence really exactly Vi- fascism is a violent movement all of it is about death and destruction and hatred you can't fight it with that you have to fight it with love and helping people exactly with the patience ju- and, and and patience and, and yeah like and yes. a community i mean i mean yes community and like nipping it in the bud is also probably a good yeah. idea but like you have to you give know. the people something to believe in other than we were we were great once let's yeah. be that great again, again. Yeah. through and violence this, this group here right here is the reason we're not so let's get rid of them and then we will be right. great right like so and that that building so of ha- not... hatred and resentment and then pointing it towards something a very specific thing and being yeah. like that that is the, the source of your problem get rid of it and your problems will be solved right like which is right. what the equalists no. did right like it's like you're mm-hmm. downtrodden non-benders your problem is the benders we get rid of the benders we'll solve all our problems right yeah. like yeah, and we're not saying it, it, this in the very liberal way of if we just get rid of all the bad people, then all the bad people will be gone. Which is no, not it's how not. You, yeah, that's no, not, that's, that's not, not how, how you do works. it. You, you have, you know, yes, you have to get rid of fascists. If some, it's very, you can't really get turn somebody if they've gone full fascist. It's very hard. Right. But uh, people well, basically. Who have that, 
<laughs> it's it's actually this like really interesting. I'm gonna use a plant analogy, and I apologize. Oh but usually, what happens is an unhealthy plant breeds conditions for disease, mm. and once the disease is spread, you have to throw away the whole plant. Right. If you see it quick enough and you exterminate it at that point, so you get you you take it, you put in precautions, you look at the signs, you see, oh, this like little bit of thing here and this little yellowing of leaves there and all of that, and you readjust your your care care plan for your plant you can prevent it you can stop it right but once it's gone once it's gone neglected for too long at that point you just have to throw away the plant you can't bring that plant back it's gone it's gone now it is it has been destroyed because you left it in a condition that allowed something like this to take root in the first place that is exactly how fascism works if yes. it is in a position where you start seeing the signs first and you get rid of the conditions that allow it to propagate, you, you've dealt with the problem. But once it's, it's seeped in completely, you have to throw it out. You, you, start, you have to start with a new seed. There, there's no other right. way, right? Yeah. And, and that's kind of where, where it's, it, it, it's at. Right, and the problem with our current view our current strategy to fight fascism is in if we're using the plant analogy it's be like okay we're gonna put this plant that's diseased over here right and we we just kind of move it away it's still here exactly we're still gonna you know allow it to exist and allow it to spread its own you know it's gonna shoot that disease over at us but because it's over there we can ignore it we can pretend it's not there we can and pretend it's not there, and we can say, good on us, we banned it from Twitter. Oh, wait, <laughs> sorry, never... <laughs> sorry, the analogy sleeped into... into yeah. Sorry, the analogy broke the fourth wall. We, we apologize. Yeah. Uh, but, like... And, and, Mission like, accomplished banner. Yeah, yeah you... You, uh, you basically... You get rid of the, the, the plant. You move it aside, but... It is in the, it's still in the nursery, right? Like you've, you've moved mm -hmm. it away, but it's still in the nursery and it, it has not like been thrown out. So now slowly yeah. your other plants will also start getting disease. So you start putting those slightly away, but you don't remove them from the nursery. And it just keeps mm -hmm. happening and happening until you don't have any plants left anymore because you did not get rid of the diseased one yeah. early enough some and put it elsewhere, right? Like... Right, which is exactly how Hitler rose to power. I mean, he was he was elected. They they elected him because yeah. they didn't quarantine or you know they didn't exterminate the diseased plants. Exactly, exactly. They they and allowed them which, to exist again. Extermination, not in like the people term. Like we're not saying kill people. We're, no, we're no, not no, saying no, no, kill no, no, no. Of course, we just not, mean like removing the conditions to allow that to propagate, eliminating the factors like poverty yeah. and uh, homelessness and proper health care and though um, i will say that video of the the nazi that got punched did a lot more to fight fascism than a lot than than a lot of other sometimes things sometimes you just gotta punch a nazi man I, exactly. I don't know what to tell you like we said before violence is political and it's you you, you know sometimes stuff needs to get violent though hopefully not too violent but it's just a reality of what we, you know, as human beings are.
Humans are weird. Anyway, are back to this. Weird. So, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, we what had, were we talking about? We, you know, yeah. So this is where we're at with Amon and his character. And mm -hmm. there's a lot more, like, wasted potential sort of in this yeah. show. Um, like, yeah. I enjoy, like, as someone who's seen Avatar, was, like, thirsty for them, for them back, backstory bits of, like, of of just like little peeks into into adult and gang. Um, oh God! Oh, we forgot about that. Yeah. And, oh, we forgot about that. And like uh, you know, we don't have a lot of time. We don't have a, a lot of time for that. We'll get it. We'll watch another episode of Korra so I can like oh, really, All really right, sort we'll of watch. hammer into that because there is an episode where the uh, the siblings are like together and doing yeah, like look, sibling shit look look maria that's season two stuff we'll watch an episode of season two and then exactly, we can talk exactly about that, it. that's what i'm saying like we can watch that and episode we can talk about that and then we can get into all of the problems with season two oh, which is God. way more than season one it is way more than season one they just season completely one. spoiler alert they completely ruined a lot of Everything. things that that avatar sets up for the world especially the water tribes i feel like right. they do not do it's justice to really the water bad. tribes at all so no, that's really that's what bad. i think but we'll probably watch that at some point and talk yeah. about it again because this is hell in a cell and oh, god we're still doing this for some reason <laughs> we're, we're still here we're, we're still here right. uh, Laz thoughts on amon i really think he would have been better as like uh, yeah, as a puppet character, as the person you can bring back from the darkness. Yes. Who then, you know, begrudgingly helps Korra access her spiritual side in the second season, other than the guy who's there whose character is, I'm bad. Exactly. Yeah. And like, you know, the thing is like, and, and I guess like one of the, biggest like glaring problems is that in um in avatar there's no like bad guy i mean there's a guy who is driven by complete ambition and that just blinds him but there's no like evil because they're evil kind of a person no, evil is not a real concept that exists that you can measure. Exactly. People are, some people are just bad. You know, yes. Azula is not redeemed at the end. She She's is not. just a bad person. Well, the thing is, is th that's that's not even my point. My point is like, oh, sorry. There are isn't good or bad in the same way. There are motives that are <laughs> harmful and not harmful, right? So there is right. the motive for Azula is that she is ambitious and power hungry to a, a a considerable degree and is trying to prove herself to her dad there is um fire lord fire lord ozai who is an ambitious power hungry like uh person whose initial um ideals was to unite all the nations under fi the fire nation because we were so prosperous and we should spread our prosperity sort of thing so it started off as an ideal that then just mm. you know snowballed into imperialist sort of dictatorship you know realm but that's right. the thing right they weren't nobody is good or bad there are motives and some of them are detrimental 
to the balance and some of them are not. And it is the job of the avatar to get rid of those detrimental um, issues because then it's not a black and white issue. It is an issue of nuance. It is an issue of um, how do we allow this to exist without taking something away and without and without you know propagating this so ang not killing if it was a black and white issue ang would have killed sozin oh it's not sozin ozai but he didn't i keep confusing the two you mixed up their names so many times yes anyway so ang would have killed ozai if it was a black and white issue he would have killed ozai but that is not the avatar's job their job is to make balance not to just take people's lives willy-nilly. And yeah. and that is where fundamentally Korra is different because you can clearly see that the writers or people, at least the creators of the show, have sort of boxed some people into good and bad. Like, they've boxed Amon into bad. And, and there's no, like... There's no nuance yeah. there. There's no, like, thing of redemption. There's no, like... Um, understanding of motives and being like this is why he did this or whatever well there is but then it's completely negated later on in the season exactly exactly that's what i'm saying like they they start with it and then they don't do anything with it so the end result is a character Mm -hmm. that you have taken an element from the previous show that people were not okay with and then put it onto a character that is still bad um and and just you know mess it all up Man, Aang got born in the wrong time. He really did. It's, it would be so easy for him to be Avatar when Korra is Avatar. God. All these people are just bad. He's good. He just has to kick their butts, and that's it. No thinking about any nuance or, oh you know, God. what are the consequences of my actions? Whereas Korra, going back into Avatar's time, would be like, can I just punch him it was like no there's much more socio-economic you know impacts here impacts yeah. to your actions it's just like oh god i just want to punch it which which again makes sense because like like that these cut like cora is not a bad avatar they don't no. hone her the same way that they hone ang ang is like goes traveling around the entire world becoming a good avatar Korra doesn't really grapple like there are moments where she doubts herself but it leads amounts to nothing it amounts to absolutely nothing and stuff is just handed to her every now and again the people are like oh shit we forgot to do like a whole nuance thing it's fine let's just like let her return people's powers back whatever you know like there's no earning of that there's no like Korra losing her powers at the end of the season and only knowing airbending is such an important point of tension. It is such a good point to leave that season off in and then start off with her trying to figure out how to get her powers back. Nah, nah, we're, we're uh, what, we only got one season? Screw it, get her, get her powers back. Oh, wait, we got three more seasons? <gasps> well, shoot. Yeah. As a, and they didn't even fix it with attacking dreams dream scene just be like she just wakes up in the second season and is like oh shit i still don't have my powers what the f-? yeah. 
Yeah, the only time when she actually starts to become a good avatar is when she does what Aang does and travels. Spoiler alert for season three and four. Yeah, uh, and like that is how you build character, I guess. In in, yeah. in in like because it's an what it was is the like point a, of Republic City then? Well, that's the thing. The whole point <sighs> of Republic City was supposed to teach Korra the like balance of benders and non-benders and and like mediating that sphere because her whole life she's just been around benders so mediating a sphere of like two groups of people that have both have valid concerns and how to negotiate between those two that was the point of republic city or at least rather should have been the point of republic city but never ends up being like it should have been it should have been Korra trying to balance between republics the the benders and non-benders of republic city losing half her bending powers and then going on a like quest to figure out a way to contact Aang in the spirit world this allows you to have a season of Korra like trying to figure out how to live her life with without her bending because she's been born with it her whole life or like has had it since she was young and have like a season where she deals with not having all of her bending and tries to find a mon or some shit like that or spends her time in republic city dealing with the aftermath of a mon while the others go looking for a mon and she's here with half her bending powers gone connecting with the people of Republic City and honing her ability to mediate between those two and making Republic City a better place that is fair for both people. Because it is clearly not fair. Like, with with the council only being, like, vendors, it's not fair. But, so, that that is what Republic City was supposed to be for. Her creating that balance there and then moving on to a different thing whether it is to like the northern water tribe to do spirit shit or to find Amon and do spirit shit there and then relearning how to get back her bending like you know maria yes you don't have to edit this episode why we're at an hour and a half oh oh right i see now. all right i'm sorry we're, we're we're ending it you're the one that's com- yeah. usually complaining when we go short you want me to vamp but you want me to say stuff and now when i'm saying stuff you're trying to put a muzzle on me anyway did you, you want to edit the episode then you can keep going no it's fine i'm sorry i'm not editing a two-hour episode <laughs> okay, okay i'm sorry it's okay it's only an hour and a half okay okay oh my god in conclusion Legend of Korra sucks. I mean... Thank you and good night. It has potential and it was wasted is a more nuanced way of saying that. Sure, why not? Whatever. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Amon, you deserve better. Korra... What the fuck, my get, guy? You got about the same time. Bullin, best character in the show. Mako can go suck it. Asami, also best character. Asami is freaking great. 10 out of 10. uh, What do you you rate Korra, The Revelation? Oh, God. Oh, I Um, forgot to say the title of the show, The Revelation. Two. I rated two, two, and both of those are for animation. (laughs) The animation is beautiful, and I love it. It's so beautiful. Even the character designs are very, very good. Oh, Korra looks great. I love Korra's designs great they don't make her like all weird and twiggy because she's a woman she's like all like no, buff she's and shit. she's like mm, punch she you in the is. face 
It's beautiful. She is strong, and I love it. Everybody has great. Amon's a great character design. What a waste. I know. Oh, such that. a beautiful character oh, design. God. Ugh. Oh, God, I'm tired of this. Uh, I just wanted Cora to be good. I know. I'm sorry. I was watching it. I was good. I did the rewatch. It's like, this is, you know, everybody shits on Cora, but I know Cora's great. Oh, shit. Cora's bad. Yep. Oh, Cora's real bad. Oh, no. That was my reaction. <laughs> Yeah, that, that about checks. I mean, yeah, I was pretty disappointed, too, because I'd watched Avatar, and I was like, did y'all not watch Avatar? They did not watch Avatar, yeah. apparently. Any hoodles. I'm done. How, how do you rate it? Uh, go away. Oh, I see. All right, fine. What are we watching next time? Oh, uh, we are watching... Okay, Marie, do you remember Asylum Voice? Yeah. We're going to watch the author's follow-up. Two-year eternity for anime, uh, whatever. I don't think we're doing anime April. Mm. We, it's, we've watched a lot of anime. We've watched well, so much anime. we watched a lot of anime. You know what? I'm tired of anime. I'm really tired of anime. Anime sucks. Anime was a mistake. So we're going to only watch a bit of anime, which is this bit. Yep, this bit. So we're going to yep. watch Two-Year Eternity, the first episode, Maria's going to cry. Why? Why do you make me cry? There's a dog in it. Ah. <laughs> anyway, the end. <laughs>